are you praying in the wrong direction? Here at the Renew the Mind, Transform Your Life podcast, we usually dedicate ourselves to daily bread, pure scripture, raw scripture, just the public reading of the word so that you may have daily bread manna from heaven. And then what you do with that bread is up to you. You can toast it, you can make it into anything that's wafer-based like they did with manna. It's between you and the Lord. But sometimes the Lord puts a word on my heart, and that's like taking the daily bread and making a pre-prepared sandwich. So I've got a sandwich for you today that's called, Are You Praying in the Wrong Direction? When the disciples were in trouble, in danger of drowning in their boat in the midst of a storm, they cried out to Jesus. This is the essence of prayer, a request or conversation with God, a call for help. They prayed, Lord, save us. This is surely the most fundamental prayer, a prayer for salvation, in this case, for physical salvation. But Jesus was asleep. And when they woke him, he was not amused. He rose up. He did not pray. He spoke to the storm. Then he gave the disciples a bit of feedback. When he got the results he wanted, he turned on the disciples and said, Why are you so afraid? How is it that you have no faith? That's Mark chapter 4, verse 40. This message is so significant that we find it in Matthew and in Luke too. Here's Matthew 8, 26. Jesus says, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he got up, rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great calm. And listen to what they said in verse 25, which sounds like a prayer to me. The disciples came to him and woke him up, saying, Save us, Lord, we are dying. And then Luke 8, 25, where is your faith? Here's a great example for us, faith under fire. The disciples were in trouble. Not only were they in danger of losing their lives if they carried on the way they were behaving, but also it is written, without faith it is impossible to be well-pleasing to him, that's to God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him, those who diligently seek him. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Jesus was not pleased. They had no faith. He said, where is your faith? And he was not pleased. Faith is the foundation for effective prayer. James says in his fifth chapter, verses 13 to 16, is any among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is any happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Even this is fascinating in that the elders of the church are to pray over them, not for them. I think this shows the bi-directional nature of prayer. We make our request to God founded on a strong relationship, a strong prayer relationship with God, and then we speak into the situation. We pray, then we say. Pray and say. It is both and. It's a good example of command and control. Let's return to that storm scene on the Sea of Galilee. Here's Luke. Luke says, Who is this then that he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him? 
from Matthew's Gospel. What kind of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? In Mark's Gospel. Who then is this that even the wind and sea obey him? Jesus is our model. So let's think about speaking to situations. Let's remind ourselves of what we are taught in Mark 11. He speaks, Jesus speaks to fig trees and talks about speaking to mountains. Here it is from Mark 11, verse 12. The next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry, that's Jesus. Jesus was hungry. Seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came to see if perhaps he might find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Jesus told it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And then from verse 20, As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away from the roots. Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. For most certainly, I tell you, whoever may tell this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is happening, he shall have whatever he says. Therefore, I tell you, all things, whatever you pray and ask for, believe that you have received them, and you shall have them. Notice here that Jesus is talking about prayer and is talking about speaking to the mountain, commanding the desired result. Pray and say. This is much more like the biblical practice of blessing and cursing. And in fact, the account of the fig tree is often called the cursing of the fig tree. And Peter says, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Prayer is a sophisticated topic, but the prayer of faith is simple. Let's not be simplistic here then. Sometimes there is a time for persistent prayer, especially when interceding for others or battling the forces of darkness. There is always a time for persistent gratitude in prayer. And we should also persist in praying in the Holy Spirit to build ourselves up on our most holy faith. Check out Jude 1 verse 20. However, when it comes to storms, deliverance and healing, the biblical pattern time and time again is to have faith in God, have a strong foundation of your relationship with the Father and then to speak to the situation, commanding the result you want and expecting obedience it is letting blessing and cursing come out of your mouth you bless the bread and it is multiplied you bless the fish and they are multiplied you curse the fig tree and it withers you rebuke the fever and it leaves peter's mother-in-law you rebuke the winds and you speak to the sea peace be still you take command let us learn from the disciples but not repeat their mistake when they say teacher don't you care that we are dying God is not impressed with such unbelief. And if they continued in that same behaviour, they would have drowned. It is far too easy to believe that God doesn't care for you when times are tough. But you won't get God's sympathy vote, nor will he bend his principles and make an exception. The Gospels and Acts are there to show us how God's will is meant to be done. Instead, let's follow Jesus' example and bathed in prayer and his relationship with the Father, we will be in a position to let the peace that is deeply within us flow out and bring peace into the storms of life. First pray, then say. The kingdom of God 
is within our midst. Luke 17, verse 21. Go, proclaim his kingdom. Go, overcome through your confession. With your heart, believe, and with your mouth, confess. I'd like to close with a thank you and an opportunity. I've been broadcasting positive word-based messages for many years, funded by my own business activities. I have to say, though, that my heart was so encouraged by the latest gift from a supporter called Gloria. Thank you, Gloria. When we give to other ministries, we partake of their fruit. A portion of the effectiveness of their work is accredited to the giver's account. It's a bit like helping a shareholder. It pays dividends, spiritual dividends, treasure in heaven. This means that people who cannot deliver certain types of ministries can nevertheless become a partner in that ministry. You can help me reach more people. Together, we can multiply the resources and the reach of this podcast. From Buzzsprout, the podcast now goes out to Spotify, iTunes and Google Podcasts. And if I've understood correctly, to tune in radio too, which means you can access it through Alexa. If you'd like to invest as a partner with me in this rewarding work, you can use Kofi, which is K-O-F-I, to fund our mutual passion for sharing the word. I felt led many years ago to become like the loyal steward in this verse. Who then is the faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the right times? That's Luke 12, verse 42. If you share in my belief that fresh, daily bread is essential for growth and health, then feel free to join me in this delightful task. The link is ko-fi, ko-fi.com forward slash magnanimous, as in generous. Thank you and bless you. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it.